Williams and Bloom, it is the 10th of September, 2023, and we are presented, as always, by our friends at MacDyne and the MacDyne Corporation. I want you to go to their website, MacDyne.com. That's M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com, and see all the great things that they do. I really picked up on it. I was walking around the uh, beautiful complex, just everything that's happening around Iowa State right now, and the football facility was all lit up on Friday night, and ooh, it looked awesome. It was like a black and white like ribbon around the thing that just said Iowa State football. And it was beautiful. And I thought to myself, gosh darn it, that's our friends at MacDyne, and they do a bang-up job. We appreciate their sponsorship of the Williams & Bloom Sunday Night Podcast here on the Psych Mom Fanatic Podcast Network. Let's get after it. Let's bring in our guy, English. Bring in the horns. Yeah. All right. Good to have the NFL late games on while we record again. Yeah, it is. It was good to see Brock Purdy today. That was a, nice to see the. Well, at so least we said something the, good happened. The the Twitter timeline had a Purdy cleanse to it today. At least something good. Something happened. positive. <laughs> yes. A lot of Vikings fans and Bears oh, fans that are listening to this right now that are. I decided Chiefs to fans. hitch my wagon in week one like I always do the Vikings, and I said, why did I do that? That didn't make the weekend any better. They That was a maddening game today. That was that was very frustrating. You know what's weird, though, is I just I, I care so much less. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, I mean, I was watching it, and I cared, but I just care so much less. I can't explain it. Just the life was sucked out of you yesterday? No. Or just you just I, know it's going to be a long year for the Vikings? I just know that it's never going to happen for me. There's something There's something to be said for that. Just It's, to, it's not going to happen for me, and I'm I'm okay with that. I've come to the realization that it's it's fine. Like, hopefully my Braves can tack on another World Series this October, good. and, you know, I just, I'm going to be okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with that. Well, let's get after it. Yeah. Uh, thank all of our great sponsors. I also want to thank all the kind people that come up on game day. Yes, I totally agree. Shake our hands, and we uh, honestly, that's it's probably why I'm still in this this business. Not that I don't love what I do. Uh, it's I really love the people that I've met along the way, and thank you to all of you who who do that. We mean that, and I know I know Brent means that as yeah, well. Yeah, and it's it's very refreshing because social media. At, at, on a day like last night, it's hard. It's, hard. it's really didn't. hard, and you know I get it. People are mad. Um, they have direct access to us. Yeah, and, they don't and, I get, and it's fine. <laughs> and then I will we'll take it. But yeah. it's also, but it's also nice to have the in person stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's great for for people to that you realize. No, you know, majority of people are really good, and it's yeah. I don't know, and it's a long week. It was a long weekend. Like that that game is always always difficult, and it can bring out. The worst. Um, bring up the best, too. I saw a lot of cool things of Cyclones and Hawks together. I saw some bad things. But that game in particular is just a grind. Like, it's just emotionally exhausting. Yeah. And I think that's where everybody at the end of the day is like, I'm just exhausted. And a lot of times with exhaustion, you want to just lash out because yeah. you're just tired of the whole thing. Yeah. And so I think that's sometimes where a lot of that emotional response comes from. I do think, too, it was – I'm not going to get too much into it, but walking from – the RV lot to the press box with all those political candidates in town. Like everybody was 
supercharged. I thought it did. I, I saw, you know, a lot of like, you know, just political like signs and like, it, yeah. it was just in, and if, if getting Iowa and Iowa State fans together isn't bad enough, now you have like Democrats and Republicans yelling at each other too. Yeah. And it was just a, it was a, it was a grind of a day. It was just, no yeah, it was just a charged up. And the traffic the, was terrible. Traffic was bad. I felt uh, terrible for the people. They had an RV beside us. And you could tell that they had probably put like days of work into this. And they rolled in. So I, I always go in about two and a half hours before kick. I'll start mm-hmm. walking. Yeah. And they had just gotten there. And it's like, oh, they got 30 minutes to set up their stuff, cook a burger, and you're gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I, I don't know why that was the case, but I think a lot of people were just in bad moods. Yeah. And tickling worked better. Ticketing kudos, was great. Kudos to her. Yeah, kudos good job too. on that. Well I, done. I had the best view from the yeah, press it was, box, it and it was just moving it right was, It was moving right in. It was just a, that game, and and I, listen, I love it for our state because, like, pregame was great. I, mm-hmm. I, everybody were, like, we had all sorts, and everywhere in that RV village, and then I walked around the main lots too, Hawkeyes and Cyclones, friends, family, yeah, all absolutely. together. But for some reason, some of that negativity spills over during the game. I think when people get frustrated at the game, yeah. and then there's just tension, and Unlike any other game, this there's there's just emotion charged where I and I understand it's almost like Iowa thinks, well, this is our state too. We can act like this is our home. And it's a little bit of different attitude than a lot of fan bases when they walk into Trice. Um, then Iowa State gets extra it, the Iowa State fans get extra off. defensive because yeah, of that. I get that. I mean, you just don't you don't see the you don't see other fan bases in one numbers, okay, the, at that large. So there is some, you know, feels like there's some protection in numbers there. But then secondly, there's something about where uh, there's just like this emotional response of, of of Hawkeye fans wanting to come in there and claim it as their own. And give, they won the game. Yeah. Like, give them credit. They, they got the scoreboard and everything else. But I just witnessed just in my section, and it was super unfortunate, um, literally altercations between Iowa State and, and Iowa fans. And I had not seen them. This is part of probably my fault. I had not been in the stands for an Iowa State game yeah. in 15 years, and it's the first time I'd been with kids. I I was, it actually was upsetting for me with to hear my kids having to hear those and see those altercations when kids are around. And maybe yeah. that's maybe that's my fault. Maybe I'm being overly protective of everything. But I had to leave at halftime just because of some of the some of the nonsense in in my section. I don't know. It's not that's not the majority, and I'm guessing the majority of people. Got along great. And so it was the good moral here is just don't let Iowa fans in Jack Trice. Well, no, I, I mean, but I get, <laughs> I, I understand. Like, I, I can see how uh, this I hope game that made everybody laugh. Yeah, this game can bring out good and bad. It's like it's the best part about college sports, but it's also, yeah. man, there some of the, some of the attitudes and and alcohol fueled things that that you're just you don't see in normal everyday life, but it no. just seemed to happen yesterday. Yeah. And the game didn't help. I mean, no, it, it was a very frustrating game. It was maddening, and it was it was it's it's and again, it's like you. It was you, maddening. You hit your head against the wall enough times. You're like, why do I keep hitting my head against the wall? Let's talk about the game. I I said to um, a couple people last night, like, oftentimes, believe it or not, like even guys like me, you and me, think we know everything, right? <laughs> That's clearly not the case. Oftentimes, we will sit down and we're like, hey, I don't know what happened. Like that that game didn't go the way we thought. That's the easiest game I've ever had to analyze in my life. You knew exactly what it was going to be. Yep. We told you all week exactly what the keys were for Iowa State. And for the most part, they were okay. 
you know. Mm-hmm. We said all summer we didn't think this offense would be great. We thought that it would be a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thought the defense would be elite. It was. We thought the special teams would be better. It has been. But against Iowa, you can't have the big mistake. And you had two of them. I think the play of the game, there was another sports writer up there, a newspaper guy, says to me, because it was a boring game. Like, it really oh, was a boring it, game. That's, that's like the, so people complain the atmosphere was bad. There wasn't much no, to get excited no. about. So the, It's hard to manufacture excitement when nothing is happening. The, this other writer goes to me. He's like, God, I don't even know. Who do I put for star of the game? <laughs> and I said, I, I would put the guy who blocked the field goal. Yeah. I would put Logan Lee who blocked is the field goal. Is that who it was? Because I yeah. think it set the tone. You know, if Iowa State just gets points on the board there, you drove right down. I don't know if it changes, changes anything. Changes the game, but it, you, you feel a little bit different. It was deflating for sure. Yeah, like, yeah it, here we go. Yeah. And then Iowa. Yeah, I, Third and two. And I refuse to. Broke a long run. I refuse to really ever criticize John Haycock because he might be, you know, he he might be a top five guy in the country. Sure. Right. Like, you know, I was surprised it took. Well, one, I was surprised Iowa State wasn't able to get more pressure with three. Yep. And that's always what he's doing, that we know that. Yep. We've seen this. He's talked to me on this podcast about that. But then I, I was surprised it took him a full quarter to bring more at Cade McNamara. And I'm sure there was a reason why that 59-yard run, great pull block by 77. Yeah, that was then, a really good play design. And I think Iowa State, if what, you have Gary Vaughn, you probably make Yeah, I wonder about Savon didn't play. So that, yeah. that was a factor. Yeah. And then one of the safeties, I don't know who it was, took a bad – Took yep. a bad angle, yep. you know, misfit a hole, and then... Yep. It was a really good was play. A great play. 77, that, like, go and watch that replay. It was beautiful. That first quarter and a half won the game. Yes. It was in, and then the old Anaconda comes well, on, baby. And, and what you guys talked about, it was talked about all week in the media, is when, when Iowa gets a 10-point lead, it's just really hard. And there's it's, only so much you can do. Then they just bait you into that, all right... You know, dink and dunk your way, and it's hard. It's hard, and so then it just creates more frustration. Yeah, and the frustration boiled over in that fourth quarter, and Iowa State's moving the ball, but it's like, go guys, go, go, and it's like you, you just boil over. But that's what Iowa does to everybody. Like that's that's the thing, Chris. It's like I saw a lot of the stuff. It's like why didn't Iowa State try and speed it up or everything? Iowa puts you into this weird mental space of that's what they want you to do because anytime you try to force it, then. That's when they take advantage of a ball down the middle and they pick it off. By this point, I I, I want to spend more time talking about Iowa State going yeah. forward. You know, one of the things that brutally stood out to me yesterday, and let's give credit where it's due. That's an elite defense. We knew it would be. It was. Let me. Can I give you a stat? I was looking at this today. Yeah. I was given up thirty or more points one time in the last five years. Wow. And that was to Ohio State last year. That's incredible. So this is what they do. Yeah. Like they just, they put you in this phone booth of a, and it just F's with your head. There was a like moment. It, it gets you frustrated. There was a moment in the second quarter. It was third and nine. And I turned to, again, this sports writer who's sitting next. I'll just tell you, Andrew Logue, the old yeah, oh yeah. register yeah. writer. Yeah. He's the best. Like I love he, sitting with Andrew because we analyze everything. Well, and he has no dog in the fight. Yeah, really. he doesn't he's give just, a shit. He just wants a, to see he, a good he game. He just likes writing a good him. story. Yep. And I say to Andrew, I go, what play do you call here? <laughs> Does Iowa State have a 10-yard play right now? <laughs> it didn't feel like it. Like, what do you do? Like, what's what's the deal? Like, you're not lobbing it to Lazard. You're not – they don't have a 10-yard play in the playbook that we've seen consistently. Uh, but it's it, 
It's only the second game. Like, I, yeah, I understand that. But my point is, in that game yesterday, so they get down two scores. Cameron, my daughter, now is getting a little more technology savvy. Mm-hmm. She gets her mom's phone, and dad, she goes at halftime, what, are the, what do you think the chances are the Cyclones can come back and win? And I told her, if the Cyclones come back and win, I will get you a pony. <laughs> yeah, it's what I think ever, a lot of people felt that way. And, I, and it, I will, again, I'm not trying to be like this negative dick, but like I've seen Iowa That's play. What they do, and and I'm also watching our guys right. And you're you're seeing this whole thing develop. You can't run the ball, and I will say this. And like a lot of people are tweeting at me at halftime. Bench Rocco. Dude, like I don't, I didn't. The see. amount of drops, like how many yeah, of those drops? Help them out in that first quarter and a half where Iowa State's really struggling. Right after that first drive, how many of those drops like could have moved the sticks? Four well, or five. My yeah. biggest takeaway with the offense out of, is the importance of first down because when they get behind the sticks, they are. It's toast. gonna be hard. They it's are gonna be really hard right now in the in this current. Facet of the offense. That's the most important thing I took away from yesterday. So one one thing I want to talk on the offense because again that's probably the most frustrating for most people. Special teams was again that, that kick was weird. Like the, yeah, the official move the ball is right in front of me. I was like, well, I was like, what's what does he do? Yeah, what do you know? What happened there? He, the the because it's totally the the tackle and the guard weren't they, ready. No, so the, the there was five five on the play clock. The umpire comes in and I think the Iowa State long snapper had moved the ball like up a half yard. And so then the umpire came in and moved the ball back, but there's only like a couple seconds on the play clock, and it just threw the whole thing off. Now that doesn't that doesn't mean the guard and the tackle shouldn't have blocked somebody because that's ultimately what happened. But that threw the whole timing off, and that was that was not a good start. But you know, I think offensively, it's just it, it's hard against those guys. Um, and, and so two things: Iowa State needs to be better on offense. There's no question. But I also look at it, and I saw a lot of the stuff on the forums and everything. Is like, this falls on Campbell. It's the same old stuff. It's you know, he needs to make all these changes. And I'm like, he fired his best friend, who is the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. He got a new offensive line coach. He got a new special teams coach. He got a new wide receivers coach. Like I, it, and I understand if you just want to say, well, then then it falls on Matt. Okay. But I, I don't think we can. I don't think you can look at games against you and I and Iowa and go. Nate Shieldhouse is is over his head. I thought there were some times, and I also agree with Matt that he should be very proud of how his team responded in the second half. I mean, there are games against Iowa where teams try and force it, and, the, and it turns from seventeen to nothing, and then you're down thirty-one to three or something like that. And they they gave themselves a chance to win. So I understand. The quote kind of got a lot of attention. Of like, why is Matt, you know, so happy here? And I don't know if he was happy. He was proud of his the, the way his guys fought and made it a, a one score game and had the ball with a chance to tie. Which is, you know, when you're down seventeen to nothing, that was that was a, a nice to see from a, a quote unquote young team. But also, you just you're right. It, Iowa State needs to find another weapon. Now, who is that? I thought Higgins gave you a lot in the second half. Didn't that make that you was feel better? Super in the encouraged. Half? I did. Because yeah. at halftime, I'm like, God, man, I, I was, I was discouraged. Like, who is it? Who's it going to be? Like, you lost Hutch. Well, if you remember, it took Hutchinson. Like most of these guys don't just wake up and are stars. Like it. it and so this is what I hope Higgins goes out and has a two, two, three touchdown game next. And, week. He, and he might. And so I. So honestly, it what. Iowa State does not do itself any favors by playing 
you and I in Iowa every time this, some of these seasons because it just makes your offense look worse than it is because they're grinder of games. It's hard to really make plays because both those teams play similarly. Iowa State basically, as we talked about last week, parked in the second half. You could argue maybe they shouldn't. They should have tried and run it up to to make themselves feel better and get more confidence. But I don't think you can you can determine what this offense is going to look like when playing an Iowa team that is legit. Uh, legit has been a top five to ten defense in the country in the last the last ten years. Now, if the same problems persist against Ohio and you don't have a playmaker again, yeah, then I think you can you can get concerned of like what's happening with that re- receiver room or you know where are these tight ends coming along. It does sound like I thought Bramer played well. Again, he has lived up to the expectation again. Did you notice that they were spying him with DeGene? Yeah, but he got their attention. That that tells you, like, if Phil Parker is doing that with his All-American corner, that, that tells you yeah, how good well, this young tight end's going to be. And that's where, but Iowa State needs Jalen Noll. Jalen Noll's got to be better. Oh, like, yeah, he, he was bad yesterday. He, can't, he was bad. He can't be making drops. And, you know, another special team snafu. At one point, Dimitri Stanley came in on special teams in the punt returns. Like, if Iowa State wants to be successful this year, and I'm a big Jalen Noll fan, but he's got to – he can't he can't have multiple miscues like he did yesterday, and I think he'll write the ship. But then who's that next person to stand up? I thought Sama played well at times. Uh, Norton was okay. I really uh, like Noel, get, and I hope he proves me wrong. But he's we're kind of getting to the point where you know he's he's just kind of a guy. Well, he's a third. You know? and it, the, like he, the, he, the numbers, he has not shown what we've kind of thought. You yeah, were there, gonna there get are there. times where he looks. Like a all Big Twelve player, but then yeah. there's times like yesterday. It's like, man, I just you you're left wanting a little bit more from him, and it, it's because he's giving you more at times. Um, but then the tight end room, like Easton Dean, was pretty quiet again. Like you got Bramer. I think Keller's going to come back this year, this week, which will be helpful. Um, he's he's back injury free. I think Burkle gave you a little bit. So again, I'm not ready to to say Nate Shieldhouse is doesn't know what he's doing. I thought the urgency thing was weird, but I understood it. Well, in the I, fourth quarter, I hated it watching it. When I heard Matt, it was kind of like, "Well, that makes sense." I will say this: I talked to after the game. I talked to Hark, mm-hmm. Ryan Harklaw, Ben Bruns, and uh, Jack Woodford. We're all pretty smart football guys, yep. and none of them had a problem with it like I did at the time. I was yelling; it was infuriating to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they were all kind of like, no, well, you know, I was in a different defense right now. They're, they're just really stock. You got to make sure you get the points while, cause you haven't been able to move the ball all day. You have this opportunity. And I would say kept rotating in different packages. Yeah. Which was interesting. Well, they weren't going it fast looked to but- me a little bit. And I do wonder if this is because you have a guy's literally never called plays before it looked and I could be wrong. And if I am, I apologize, Nate. <laughs> It looked like it was taking a little longer to get the play in. I, I actually thought the guys were... Bruns sat on his Iowa Everywhere podcast. Y'all should go listen Yeah, I thought to that it. was really well done this Brent, morning. Bruns like, went through and he broke down that drive. Yep. And he was basically said it took like seven to eight seconds or something like that once the play Close got in, in to snap it. So, yeah, I was I was just like all of you guys. like I was screaming they, in my head. Because you're used to that hurry up, like, go, yeah, go, go. And they yeah. just didn't. And then the clock rules played a factor in it. But the, at the end of the day, you needed to score there. So I yeah. get where Matt's like, hey, if we don't score there, the game's over. And he's yeah. right. And he's right, yeah. And you got the ball back with a minute 15, and you had a chance to at least go tie. Yeah, I, I would have liked to have more time. There was a timeout that was used in there that was kind of goofy. I mean, uh, Matt's not immune from criticism. I just, 
I just don't think you can base the performance of the offense when you play those guys every year because they do it to everybody. And so if you lose your minds after a game with Iowa, a lot of people lose their minds after they play Iowa because they just frustrate the heck out of you and they get you in this phone booth and it's hard to get out of. Oh, my so. God. Sorry. We uh, Just full disclosure, y'all... I don't hide anything from you. I got into this Circa Millions you just, contest. You, your Raiders just got the dub. Oh, Raiders just got the dub, and the Patriots just fell on the football. Got they're they're oh baby. <laughs> Sorry, that's this is terrible podcasting. I apologize, Chris. You I, should be more emotionally invested. I I have a um, theory on Cyhawk. I want to run by yes. you. I, I Jack and I talked about it just a smidge last night, but that show you just can't really go in depth on anything. You don't have the time. The um, but I, I want to thank a few of our great sponsors. Um, hung out this morning actually. Uh, Jeff Kelderman, uh, Kelderman Manufacturing. Yeah, I, said, I, I saw Jeff. He come I saw, over, he I talked, saw both Jeffs. Came over and talked to me this morning. It was good to see him. Um, there, the, what a what a phenomenal company. The more I hang out with these guys and Mark Steck, the more I learn about what they do at Kelderman, and they are a little bit of a enigma because they they're a manufacturing company. But they do all kinds of stuff. They have all these specialty products. We've talked to you about the corn reel for before the the um, the Kelderman corn reel. Uh, I what I like to do is I like to go onto their website, and you can look at their project vehicles and the specialty suspensions that they've put on trucks. If you are a uh, if you're a gearhead of any sort, you need to go onto Kelderman.com. Click on project vehicles, and I, I just sit there and salivate at all these badass trucks and what they can do with it. It's it's pretty awesome. So thanks to Kelderman Manufacturing for sponsoring what we do here on the Psych One Fanatic Podcast Network. Also, want to thank our friends at Plaza RV who have been giving uh, We Will a rig for your guys' yeah, tailgate, was, and hopefully, really cool. I know you guys have been making some money doing that. Yeah, Nyang stopped by yesterday. I, I heard. It was yeah. so cool. Man, I, George, he made my day. That guy is just a goat. He's the he, best. He, he was, he stopped by C-Dub, I swear, every single tailgate. Like, he was just coming by He's, to say hi to he people. He loves it. He genuinely loves it. He just it. really loves it. Um. Anyways, he, um, Plaza RV, that's where I'm at, sorry. Get them all, yeah. all mixed up. I was talking to them this morning. So a couple things that they're looking for. There's a wait list now if you want to rent an yeah, RV I for figured, one of these things. They want more spots. Yeah, we need more so spots. if you're a person out there who has an RV spot, but you don't use it, they would buy it from you. There you go. Okay. So check, call them out at Plaza RV. Ask for Austin if that's a deal for you. If you're a camping person and you want to support Cyclone Fanatic, maybe you didn't go to Plaza RV to buy it. We're getting to the time where you need to think about servicing your RV. They don't care if you bought it from them or not. Okay. And that's a cool thing about them. They will service anything. A lot of these guys won't out there in the RV world. They're very competitive and you have to buy from them to be able to do the winterizing and all that stuff. That is not the case of Plaza RV. You can check them out right down the street from where we're at right now here in beautiful Bondurant, Iowa. My, um, my deal is this. It's we have discussed this before. We said the same thing when Iowa State lost what thirteen to three that one year. Is that yeah, what it was? Yeah, two thousand eight or two thousand eighteen. <sighs> um, you can go down the list. I've seen that game before. Yeah, and it, it's really frustrating because you look at all the great things Campbell has done here, right? Unprecedented and, things. Yeah, he's the best coach in Iowa State football history. I agree. And then you look at his record against Iowa. Yep. 
and you go, what the hell? Why can't he beat Iowa? You know, I'd make the argument, you know, there was a long time where Iowa State was reg- pretty regularly beating Iowa. Mm-hmm. Right? Pretty regularly. With Five in a row. McCarney and Rhodes had a lot of success yep. there. Chiswick even got him once. Yep. Right? Well, you're playing a totally different style of ball then that Iowa doesn't like. Now you're playing Big Ten West it's football. It's an interesting conversation. And yep. you, it is present. Why does I? Why does Campbell struggle against Kansas State? Campbell's had more success against Texas than he has Kansas State, right? Explain. Well, why? Because they're a lot like Iowa. To be the man, you got to beat the man, and unfortunately. These guys have a 25-year track record of doing it this way. I'd like to think, yeah, in year eight, you know, you well, so then I would go, well, what happened last year then, big shot? Well, didn't really have the tight end thing going. Spread it out a little bit more. Yeah, Hutch Oop. had a huge day. Moved the football a lot last year. Only scored 10 points. But <laughs> how it, turnovers, <laughs> yeah, special yeah, teams, all, that, all that stuff. But you moved the football against it. Uh, right, uh, so again, I'm just I'm just thinking about this last night, and it's like I've said this before. I made this point. I just think it's a really bad matchup for Campbell and his staff uh, trying to play that style of ball. And then I think a lot of people too would go, "Well, why don't you change it up for this game?" I agree, but I I also don't know if it's that easy. You know, if you have like, yeah, how is it? What are you supposed to do? Just just prepare for the Iowa game in the off season? That and then you know, and then you get into the whole. You're just preparing for one game and like get right. Like it's funny for the longest I, time, like Iowa State would beat Iowa and win three right. games, and people would be pissed. And now it's kind of gone the opposite way. Yeah, I saw a lot of from Iowa State fans saying, "I wish Iowa State would treat this game like it's their Super Bowl." I was like, "What? What reality am I living in?" Like yeah. that was the shot on Iowa State for the last 25 years. Is they only cared about the Iowa game, and now it's gone the other direction. But it's hard. Like I get it because you're right, Iowa State would have more success against Iowa if they would spread it out. But do you have the people to do that? You're not built to do that. You're built to win the way Campbell has constructed this team to win, which was a lot like the success that Iowa has had in, in the Big Ten West. I mean, and but somebody will come at me and like, oh, Williams, you're just making excuses. No, I think that's a reason. Like, I, I think it's pretty proven at this point, especially when you factor in the Kansas State thing, too. Yeah, but I would, and I would also just go back to what I said earlier. Nobody, almost zero, except Ohio State, Michigan, almost nobody has had success moving the ball against Iowa in the last four years. Yeah, and that's why you can't make the big mistake. So, and Iowa State has made the big mistake too many you, times. If you want to spread it out mm-hmm. and go four wide and do like the spread thing, you might be able to move the ball more. You also could give up three more interceptions, and then you lose yeah thirty five to ten. Well, especially when you have. Rocco Beck playing. Who's never really, played I mean, a Power Five team before. Yeah, he played TCU. I actually was surprised in that that first series just how aggressive they were with him. Well, that's the thing is like Rocco threw the ball forty five times. You can't just say that Iowa State sat on it. Now a lot of them were short passes. And would you like to have Iowa State have more downfield threat? Uh, absolutely. Like they, that's where Jalen Noll needs to come in. And I thought Higgins gave you something. Maybe it's Bramer. You need another weapon or two. I agree. But it's just frustrating playing these guys every year because this is what they do. Like they love mm-hmm. this stuff. This is, it's like you get in the you get in the water with a shark, and then your thought, and then you you know you, you think you can beat the shark. It's like no, the shark's used to it. So it's like wh- why? What are we doing here? But also, you can't re- rearrange your whole style just for one game. Yeah, Iowa State doesn't have that ability. No, they just you just don't. 
Yep. Now, I if you're if you're Ohio State and you have Marvin Harrison and you've got you know C.J. Stroud and all these guys, you can put up fifty on them because you're just out talented. Sure, obviously doesn't have that. No. And so just it just makes it really frustrating because no matter what you do, they suck you into the style, and they're good at it. They're just really good at it. I'm um, I'm not. Uh, see, see, let me just say this, and and call me an optimist, whatever. I left that game. I was not. My opinion on the season did not change at all. That was the, almost exactly how I thought that game was going to go. I, I'm right there with I you. I thought it would be either one team and the other team would be on one side, and it happened. To Iowa won the game. I'm right uh, there lar- with you. Largely, though, the totally game. Totally agree. The game came down to it was it was pretty. Iowa struck, and then Iowa, you know, parked the car. They didn't do a lot. They didn't have to do a lot either. But it came down to a mistake, and the pick six and the block field goal were the two plays that determined the game. I bet you too. If 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 John Haycock is honest, they would have knowing now in hindsight they would have upped the pressure early. I think you, they would. Yeah, and but then there's another part of because Iowa didn't do anything once they started no, bringing line. They didn't. They didn't do a thing and, other than that long drive in the third quarter. But I, I good drive by Iowa. But I think and I understand like you try and get pressure with three before you start ramping it up, too. Because if you can do that, then there's no need to bring it. I get it. Just with a dinged-up quarterback, yeah. I would have gone after And they never got to him. No, and they, they really didn't sack him. I, I think they hit him one, one time. One time. So the, like, uh, that's yeah. where the Iowa offensive line was good. They played well. They they certainly did. They didn't exactly move Iowa State off the ball a whole lot. I thought Dominic Orange was really good again, which yeah. was exciting. I think you missed Gary Vaughn in that first series. No doubt. Uh, I thought Willett came in and played pretty well, though. So that was encouraging. Like there were some guys that stepped. I thought Jeremiah Cooper uh, was was one of the best players on the field again. That's super encouraging. Yeah, again. with three picks, he's got to be one of the leaders. Yeah, in the and country, you know, I and, think. and Tampa got a little dinged up in that second half. Hopefully, he's okay. I thought Miles Purchase played really well. Like there are reasons why you're like, okay, I can see the blueprint now. It's just super frustrating because it seems like we've seen that game a thousand times, and it feels like they're better Iowa at State, it yeah, than Iowa yeah, State is. It's just. At doing that. So it's maddening as a fan because you're like, well, then fix it. Like, change what you're doing. But, man, that's not just an overnight I, thing to flip your fingers and change it. I will not have a – assuming they win next week, which we'll have to talk about that because the line came out and – Oh, this Ohio game is stressful. Already. Yeah, yeah. Um, assuming they would win that one, right? I, I, I don't really want to have too harsh of an opinion on all these changes and stuff until after Oklahoma State. Like I just, I, I think we need to see a couple of. That's where I'm at. Of these and, and maybe I'm too patient. Maybe I'm not demanding enough. And I had guilty as charged if that's I mean, the I, case. I but. talked to a lot of Iowa fans who were again smart football people, and they were really impressed with Iowa State's young talent, which I am too. I will say this um, to kind of flip the script: they missed Hunter Deckers yesterday. Like that that game yesterday, a, the gambling guys impacted that game that's yesterday. A good point. Because and Rocco was fine. I'm not killing him. I think he's got a bright future. I was he impressed was by an, Rocco. Yeah, he was an inexperienced quarterback against an elite defense with maybe the best defensive coordinator in the country. They limit. They did not want him making a whole right. lot of risky throws. And and Hunter Deckers, had he been there, you've he's got a, he's a, a guy, risk taker. <laughs> yeah, and you got a guy who has an entire season under his belt. So, we want to talk about the gambling thing. How much is that going to impact the team this year? I don't know if they would have won with those guys. I'm not saying that, but they might have. Because well, it's that, a different game if you have a more experienced And then maybe Jirel turns out a few more first downs right? in that game. You know, he's, yeah. he, he ran hard against Iowa last year. Maybe Deshaun Hanneke is that weapon that was missing. 
Yeah, I mean, it impacted the game. It did. Um, but I, 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 again, at the end of it, I'm, I was not, my opinion on Iowa State just didn't change that much. It just didn't. I, that, was, that was the game I thought was going to happen, almost to a T. And uh, Iowa won the game. Yeah, they deserved to they win. They won the game. They, if you're going to play like that, it's who makes the fewest they mistakes. Did, yeah, they had their their one turnover was basically a punt, and Iowa State was a, a pick six that won the game. I, I what did you think? Let me ask you this: that fourth fourth down, minute ten. Yeah, I, I think that Beck Mag, had the wrong. Uh, yeah, I think you keep it, and he might still yeah. be running. I don't. But, yeah, he you know. that was that was on the court. I I will say this though: I hate the play call. Like, don't put the rookie in the spot with a read in that. But whatever. Get, like, I think they get eight on first down. If you watch the lineman, he made the wrong read. I th- At some point, and this is an interesting conversation. I am we, so tired of zone reads, by the way. Well. If you don't do them well. They're, like, they're, 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 that would be my, my one question mark. Like, if, if you're going to do the zone read, Rocco's got to. He's got to run it. He's got to keep it at Iowa some State. Point. What's the since, point if you're going to yeah, do the same thing every time? Since Purdy, Iowa State just hasn't had a weapon at the quarterback run game. They just it, somebody has to do this. You you have to be keep them honest. I'm and still shocked that Deckers didn't run more last year. Like I, and that's that would be that would be my my one. It was like man, I know you don't want to you're, you're light at the quarterback spot. Rocco's not a big guy. You don't want to get him dinged up, but. You just need you need that threat. You you need a, a playmaker at that spot to to get some more creativity in the offense. Williams Bloom Sunday night podcast. We Man, that Ohio game is going to be a great presented as always Jeez. by Mechdyne. I had a fun time talking with our guy Colin Newell. I took a picture of my daughter Elise, <laughs> okay, with former Cyclones. Again, we talked about this last week. Bryce Meeker was hanging out at the WeWork. Yeah. One of the largest humans. And I put my daughter, Elise, who's four, next to him. And it was just like, how are how are these two like the same species? <laughs> He's, Meeker's such a good dude, incredible too. thing I'd, I'd ever seen. Um, really. Uh, they have in, made. Actually, it's been really fun hanging out with those guys. Really. Yeah. Enjoyed getting Newell. to know all those yeah. guys. And, and Colin is just a consummate professional. Get in now with Colin while you can. He's probably going to be running Farm Bureau someday. <laughs> so he's, he's really sharp. Uh, I've I've had so many people in the lots tell me that they've switched over to him and how great of an experience it has been. So all your all your insurance needs, Farm Bureau Financial Services. Uh, Google Colin Newell Farm Bureau Financial Services, and when you let him quote you, he makes a donation to the We Will Collect. Yeah, and so what I think we're going to do, we just talked this weekend. We're looking at a away game watch party along in conjunction with the Gridiron Club um, that I think Colin Newell and the team at, at Farm Bureau is looking to potentially sponsor. Oh, cool. So, again, a win-win for everybody. So, look out for details for that Baylor game where that might be. The Baylor game. Oh, and they had a brutal loss. Oh, again. Oh, Poor man. Baylor. Like, it could be worse. Yeah, you could have lost to <laughs> Texas State by, like, 40 or whatever it was. <laughs> it's I, a horrible way to go through life. I mean it, Brent. Like, I am... I'm not going to judge too harshly until after the Oklahoma State game. Yesterday's I, team I looked exactly fair. like last year's team, but you were better on special teams. If you have that kicker, you're in a bowl game last I, year. That's a good – I is that is that too optimistic? It's are you the be, truth. Are you a sunshine pumper then? <laughs> I've been called a sunshine 
sunshine pumper my whole career. I, I, but he if, was. If you, if you have that kicker, you were in a bowl game last year. I have a hard time disagreeing with that. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. And just think how different everything feels if you don't go four and eight and you're six and six instead, and you're like, oh well, this is supposed to be our rebuild. And yeah. don't tell me it's a more. It's a fact. So. This offense has to get, they have to be better than 2.8 yards per game. Yes. They didn't run the ball well against Northern Iowa either. Nope. Biggest problem throughout the first two games, they're not running the football. That's the biggest problem. And I and that's why I say like, well, what's your 10-yard play? You don't have one and you're needing it a lot right now because you're getting behind in the chance. Yeah, because then if you if you can't run it, then passing it's more difficult and play action game is non-existent. So either you got to run it better you got to have more th- more threat at the quarterback spot. I don't know if it's an individual running back problem. I thought the line protected really well. You know, I'll give him. I don't. Did Rocco get sacked yesterday? You know, there there are so. there are games against Iowa in the past where Iowa State quarterbacks are running for their life, and he wasn't. He was pretty clean. I like, don't. I'm. I don't hate this line. I. I I agree. I thought they showed some promise, and I I was right behind. Clanton, like I just, it I I am I'm an optimist at nature. I think I think that line is going to be okay. I you cannot write them off quite yet, but you're right. The next two weeks are critical. Like you just they're big, huge games. This is th- these next two games are big games for the for the next couple of years of Iowa State football. I firmly believe that. Real quick before we get into this Ohio game, did you see the new Cody Road whiskey bottle? Oh. Saw some people posting. Looks beautiful. I haven't seen one yet. Uh, Ryan Burchett has been sending me pictures of it, so we went with gold this year. And by the way, we're not piggybacking on the new like bottled phase. We've been doing you, this you way before all. Of, we've been doing this way before any of you nil people started doing it. Gee, many Christmas. Just copying Psycho uh, Fanatic. You guys, trendsetters. Um, they are out. I believe in stores now. The gold one. So cool. we we had the first. We had the original Cody Road bottle with the tag. Then we had the Cardinal. Then we had the Black. Now we had the Gold. I don't like Gold in anything Iowa State. This bottle looks awesome. I was really surprised with how much I liked it. I'm going to buy one for Saturday. Be a good one to drink. I'm going to a wedding Saturday. Oh, God. Sorry. So, Megan, why'd you schedule a wedding on? But it's at least it's a, they looked at least at the schedule to make sure it was an away game. Well, that was nice of them. It was my wife's cousin. So we'll, we'll all be there. But uh, hope to crack that open after the Ohio victory. That's a big game. Like it is. I'm intrigued by this game. So, have you seen the number? I you just told me when I got over here. Yeah. And I was somewhat surprised. I I was shocked. Um, I thought it was six or seven. They must be pounding Iowa State's offense in the power ratings right now, and probably rightfully so. I mean, I guess it, it, it reflects is a that two points. That is crazy to me. Now, Ohio, my guess, Brent made a big jump this week. Yeah, that was a big time road win for them because they go on the road and beat our old buddy Tom Herman at yeah. Florida Atlantic, which shocked me. Yeah. That was one of my locks of the week on that, Iowa Everywhere. What was Atlantic favored by? Three and a half. Okay. I thought they'd win by two touchdowns. Uh, Ohio goes in there, gets their quarterback back. You know, their offense didn't set the world. Oh, no, their defense play. has been really good all year, though. It's that's bizarre. the problem. It's bizarre. See, that, that's the problem. And they were horrible last year on I, defense. I, I, I struggle to think that, you know, Ohio is going to light Iowa State up. But... I, I I mean, can you really be overly confident that this offense is going to light up a scoreboard either no. at this point? No. What's the over-under? Have you seen one? Um, so Ohio's, oh, Iowa State's a, a two-point favorite. 
I mean, Ohio's Ohio had a great offense last year. Iowa State beat them by a bunch in, in Ames, uh, but they've been forty-five. Re- okay, that's not high. It's not. It's okay. So they're thinking, they're thinking twenty-four, twenty-one, something like that. Yeah, <sighs> I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> Eleven a.m. kick, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm not prepared I, for that. Not, my stress level cannot handle that right now. At Frank Solich Field. Oh, Do you know boy. it's called Frank Solich Field now? What did uh, did does, did he does, did he do well enough there to get the name field? The, I the swear field to God, name I, I just realized it. it's That's Frank crazy. Solich Field at Peden Stadium. So Ohio averaged 32 points a game last year, but gave up like 30. And it's been totally opposite this year. Their defense has been fantastic. I don't know, man. This it's a big game. Like you, you just if you're Iowa State, and again, I know Iowa State's young, but if you're scheduling a Mac team on the road, you better go beat that Mac team on the road. You just it, you you can't you can't be you can't one and two, you can't be one and two going to the Big Twelve. You can't lose if they lose that game, then it, God help us. Right, right. God help us. But again, uh, Ohio ten and four last year. So this is they're not. They're not bad Mac team. Again, Iowa State beat them though by thirty in Ames, and you just hope your your guys are, are you're just better. You're better than those. And if Iowa State can protect the quarterback, play clean clean game, I don't think it's an intimidating atmosphere over there. You you, you go and you you win the Fact game. If anything, it's it's going to be the opposite. But going to be a lot of Iowa State fans there. A lot of Iowa State fans there. The last time, here's a little fun fact for everybody. I'm sure this hopefully this gets some play. This this. Uh, this week, the uh, first game Iowa State played post 9/11, so the Cyhawk game got canceled in 9/11 or postponed. Iowa State's first game after 9/11 happened was at Ohio, and Ennis Haywood ran for like 250. RAP, one of the good ones, right, Ennis. So, uh, one convincingly, Seneca Wallace is one of his first games. Wiffle Hybrids presents our Big 12 segment. As we run through the Big 12 Conference, uh, really appreciate our friends over at Wiffles. We stopped by their tailgate, what was that, two weeks ago. And one of these, one of the guys from Humboldt, one of the Wiffles guys, sent me a grab bag, a bunch of gear. Nice. It my, was really cool. They sent, they sent my wife some, uh, some hats. She wore Wiffles hats to the game. Really? Because it was in her color, whatever that means. I was like, what's my color? Well, that's awesome. The uh, brand new Wiffles Hybrids site is going to be built right in Ames, just east of I-35 and north of the highway. Uh, Really exciting times right there. And I just love the company. I've gotten to know it. Independent, the one and only independent, independent seed corn company with corn breeding research and agronomic capabilities. They're going to have more functions that are going to be added to the Iowa site there in Ames over time as well. In an exciting time, they are investing in the city of Ames. And they do corn, and they do great. And then I also saw our buddies, uh, I talked to Dr. Warmy from the McFarland Clinic. In Sightown. Yeah, that they're going to be there. They're going to be in Sightown. That's pretty cool. Some cool things happen with Sightown. All right, uh, the Wiffles Hybrids Big 12 segment here. Uh, I mean, you got to start with Texas, right? Yeah, kudos, man. 34-24 at Alabama, and they were it was convincing. Outscored the Crimson Tide 21-8 in the fourth quarter. I, Quinn I, Ewers, 349 yards, three touchdowns. I, I had to laugh at 
know, Twitter was an interesting place yesterday, but I saw a couple funny comments that Saban's going to Congress tomorrow to lobby about NIL because <laughs> it's, their dynasty is is caving in I, on them. Here. I hate to say we told you so on that, but do you remember when we mm-hmm. did the whole like, hey, they don't have a lot of deep pocketed donors thing? They don't. They're they're up against it, and Texas certainly has deep pockets. And boy, they looked the part. They looked the part. Now boy. I don't know. I don't know what their comp. I thought K State's been really impressive through two weeks. Uh, who, who's going to beat Texas, though? You know, and, and this is now that Texas is riding high. Can they keep it up? And this is this is a mentally interesting team. They passed this test. What's next for them? But wow, they got guys now. Texas is is certainly not short on talent. Utah, future Big Twelve game, twenty to thirteen over Baylor. Baylor bounces back in a big way. You you kind of saw that coming. That yeah, they were you, they were ahead for most of that game. That Utah would be a little bit overinflated after beating Florida. I have not checked on the Baylor boards, but I can't imagine they're they're well. No, right no. now you they were calling for Aranda to be fired. Owen's week. Owen two, uh, and seat up two years ago. They were in the Big Twelve championship game. So they won the. Did they win the Big Twelve two years ago? Or did Oklahoma State win? I think they won. Yeah, I think they won it. I mean, so it, this, this, this you, things can turn on you fast in this, in this league, in this, in this sport. Oregon, Texas Tech was a really good game. Texas Tech's a team. I mean, they're zero two now, but they're going to be a tough out in the Big Twelve. They're one of those teams that can beat anybody on a given week. Yeah, they got. They can, I was. It was that was a fun game, but they, man, they they look like old school Texas well, Tech. They got outscored twenty to three in the fourth quarter. Yeah. You know they they had a hold of that game going into the fourth quarter at home, lose it by eight. So uh, Texas is now the overwhelming favorite though in the league. Oklahoma's second. So that Oklahoma hasn't changed. did what I thought they would do. They they struggled to put away SMU. They did take care of it twenty eight to eleven. Uh, but I, I I don't know. I'm not. I certainly don't think I'm. Cr Bryles is on the field. Yeah, and that became a big that thing. That became a story. That's going to be a story this week. Well, because Jeff Levy is his son-in-law. Well, not, so that's where it's like, I, I, can you not have your father-in-law on the field after the game? I said, I thought the same thing, Brent. Is that, a, is that I don't insensitive? Know, like, I, I don't, don't know what the line is I don't there. know either. And I'm sure somebody will maybe tweet at us and tell us the others. I I saw Levy's response. He's not. He wasn't hired by Oklahoma. He was just wearing an Oklahoma shirt. I'm sure to support his son-in-law. He was there with his daughter. I so you know, I like, I have some I, grace for that. I'm not. I know it was a bad look because it looked. Oh my! Is he on your staff? He's not on the staff. He was there. It's Jeff Levy's his son-in-law. Anyway, I U, just thought that was interesting. UCF skates by at Boise, so they're two and 18-16 there. Houston is. Uh, they lost to Rice. Man, Man. <laughs> JT Daniels throws for. 400 yards and three touchdowns against Dana Holgerson. So, and then the nightcap was a really good game. I, I stayed up for the whole thing. Uh, shout out to Mike Gundy getting it done in Tempe. I, I thought that they would lose so that game. They've and, got a new defensive coordinator, a guy yeah. from like D3. He's, He's been not pretty bad. good. Been pretty good through yeah. two games. I didn't think Oklahoma State would get out of there, and they did. So, good job. That was a nice and then, win. Hey, Kansas is pretty good. Whoa. Good, good, good win for the Big 12 on. A little bit of a bounce back week. Week one was tough for the league. Week two was much better. I'm going to be honest. That's Oh, what about Cincinnati, too? <laughs> Look good. Jeez. Look real good. That game. Iowa State's game, game at hard. Cincinnati just got a lot tough. I mean, you're looking now. I mean, we did the we did the who's going to be favored in what game for Iowa State, you know, three weeks ago. Be interesting to re, re, revisit that exercise. You're not going to be favored at Cincinnati right now. 
I don't know if you're going to be favored at BYU. And so, again, the, the schedule is not kind. So I understand why some people would be a little skeptical now for this year. That is why these next two weeks are super important. Critical. Yeah. And, and you know what? You know what doesn't help? With Kansas not only beating Illinois like a drum, but then looking very impressive offensively doing that from Kansas. Mm-hmm. And it's just like in in years past where, you know, it's one thing when Iowa State's not good. It's another to see a potential similar type team do better than you are with with you know similar talent last thought before we guess the point spreads i had that same thought last night brent where i'm watching all these games and i'm like iowa state's defense can play with any of these teams yeah i just don't know if iowa state's offense is at the point where it's going to be able to outscore anybody at any point yep you know and that's the defense cannot pitch shutouts every night it's same with saturday this saturday it's the same it's gonna be the same story every week that offense it wasn't good enough Saturday. Clearly, it has to get better. I think it can get better. That's my optimistic side. It can get better. There are. It, it's not a lie that there are young people on this offense. A lot of young guys playing for the first time, significant snaps the last two weeks. They have to grow fast, though, and it has to happen. You cannot lose to Ohio. It's just get they, the rough. The road gets really rough then, in a lot of ways. Brutal. Tony, why are you speaking it in? No, I'm not. I'm just, just saying, like that's stop talking I, about. I'm it. just the uh, the line that came out was weird. It's a tough spot. It's a weird line. Yeah, and I I have I have utmost confidence that the Big Twelve team should beat the MAC team, but it's just a tough spot. I'm looking forward to seeing the challenge. Guess the point spreads presented by our friends at Webwise. Try Webwise.com. It makes me feel like uh, the week is starting anew when I hear this. Shout out to my guys Kevin Petty and Adam Frederick. Try Webwise.com. They're nutty Iowa State fans. Just weirdo Iowa State fans. (laughs) Sickos. In the best way. Just total sickos. Try Webwise.com. It's where I always send for my 712 media clients. In fact... Before we will was we will. <laughs> yeah, these guys made a website. Yeah, for you all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you know that Adam Frederick, too, one of the owners of Webwise, former meteorologist up there? How about that? Yeah, smart people. Good stuff. All right. Good job on the weather yesterday, meteorologist. That was a positive. This is great. Yeah, anything's better than that, man. That freaking hundred degrees that we had. I am. I am ready for fall. I had my first Oktoberfest. Uh, hey, buddy, pumpkins. All right, just for um, just for shits and giggles, what do you think the Iowa Western Michigan line is? Oh boy, where's that? It's well, they're not going to. It's twenty six and a half. We okay, don't even need that's to. Fine. Uh, for, for what it's worth, the Iowa State line is steaming with all the sharp money is on Iowa State. It's FanDuel has it at three and a half now. Okay, well that's positive. It makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. Seventy seven in Athens, Ohio, on Saturday. Not bad. No rain. That's good. You don't need that. You do not need rain. No. None of that crap. Uh, Okay. Long Island is at Baylor, so you'd like to think that the Bears will get on track. Yep. Kansas State at Missouri. Oh, this is fascinating. I'm not looking. I know you're shielding your screen. Uh, We have to protect the integrity of the webwise. (laughs) Guess the point spread. I will say pick them. No. Kansas State is a four and a half point favorite. Ooh. Okay. I don't like that guy, by the way. Not that he cares. Kleiman? No, I like Kleiman. I don't like... Uh, Missouri guy? The, 
Drinkwitz. A little too chatty for me. Yeah, you just I'll look a little. Can I make one really quick comment too on Campbell? Yeah. I, you know what I think he's doing in these press conferences, and I have not asked him. I think he's just really trying to protect the psyche of a young team. Totally agree. Don't we just not take any rash conclusions from his post game pressers? He doesn't say any. What do I always tell you guys about coaches? They just lie to you in People, press conferences. People listen to his presser and then they just get mad at it. It's like you're just. It's like when I get mad that I gave my kid Laffy Taffy and he won't go to sleep. It's like this is not. He's not going to tell you anything. Stop trying to make conclusions off his post game presser. Is that Matt's fault? Maybe. Maybe he needs to say more. But don't make yourself mad when you know it's going to make you mad. And you would also be probably way more mad if he went out there and said, "Oh, Rocco Beck sucks. <laughs> he's hopeless." Like what? Do you, you know what I mean? Like it's a fine line. It is. I mean, Paul Rhodes was the best in these post-game press conferences. He'd be bitching and moaning and yelling the and refs, and then like we'd all get fired up. But then like, but you weren't happy about that because you were calling him a whiner and like, yeah, I just yeah. We, can we get? Do we need to do post-game pressers? Yes. Stop it. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with I you? See, I don't get much trouble anymore. Oklahoma is. I at saw Tulsa. the game in Tulsa. Oklahoma's at. Wow. Oklahoma. So even Oklahoma is playing these weird. Okay. Well, that's yeah. I mean, um, that's a took bus trip. Sixteen. Sorry, I lost it. This I gotta get a better way to have these point spreads up. This action list, network thing. Once you refresh it, then you got to go back to the other screen. The listeners agree. Uh, it is twenty-six and a half. Sheesh. What did you say? Sixteen. Yeah, you were way Huge off. Huge miss. Uh, Tulane is at Southern Mississippi. Tough loss for my Green Wave this week. I don't care. Um, ten. Eleven. Oh, not bad. I do care. Miami of Ohio at Cincinnati weird. Cincinnati, maybe the most unlikely impressive team so far. That's a great win for them yesterday at Pittsburgh. 21. 16 and a half. Okay. You're having a bad week. Yeah. Well, we all have off weeks. This is a sneaky ass game for Oklahoma State. South Alabama at Okie State. Mm. They're good. They might yeah. win Conference USA this year. 10. Nine and a half. Good job. That thing gets a 10. Take Telling you guys now, the second that gets to 10, the, take South Alabama. The, the Jaguars. They might win that game outright. Can you tell I'm down on Mike Gundy? Yes. And watch, he's going to go like 9-3. <laughs> and three. The conference. Hey, it happens. Uh, Pitt, West Virginia, in Morgantown. Oh, wow. Backyard brawl. Hassel's going to be there. That's a fun game. Uh, Pitt minus three and a half. One. Okay. I'll give it to you. Big game for old Neil Brown there. BYU is at Arkansas. Yikes. Bad road trip. BYU, of all the new Big 12 teams, feels less like a Big 12 team than I the still, rest. I, yeah, I still struggle. They don't feel like a Big 12 team to be. 15. 10. God, Bloom. It's embarrassing yourself today. <laughs> it's been a long weekend. These, honestly, though, I've never seen anything like it. I study these power ratings weekly. They're crazy. I would not have had Iowa hit at two. I had that thing at seven. No, I'm. I haven't seen them this week. I'm guessing Ohio jumped by like five points That's getting crazy. that quarterback back, and I'm guessing Iowa State dropped three or four. 
TCU at Houston. We got Big 12 football. Oh, geez. Houston. What are we doing? Uh, eight. Six? TCU's favorite, right? Yeah. Six points. Big 12 beater Wyoming at Texas. 24. 28 and a half. Take Wyoming. Jeez. That thing's above four touchdowns. This is classic letdown spot for Texas. Although that is a night game, so that will help their atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Kansas is at Nevada. What? Nevada sucks. Uh, 13. <laughs> 27 and a half. Whoa! <laughs> has Kansas... When's the last time Kansas has been favored by more than 20 on the road? I bet it's been 20 years. You're going to start getting Florida Atlantic spreads too, by the way. <laughs> I don't want Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic at Clemson. I just missed that game by two touchdowns. Um... Florida Atlantic and Clemson. I'm trying to get your mind off of it. That was Clemson, pitiful. Clemson 30. 24. Struggle bus today. Too many I Ames loggers. I think that's it. Okay. Well, weird week. This week was that's great. A, this is a weird week. This week was great. Next week's going to... We had the, we got Tennessee, Florida. Eh. Yeah. 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 We always had, like, the old fallback at Nebraska being upset by somebody. Yeah, like, that. <laughs> who do they have this week? They, they got Northern Illinois. That's been, in, that's been enjoyable. I have taken Mel some Tucker pleasure in that. Mel Tucker gets fired. Uh, Washington yeah, how about that? Michigan talk, State. talk about a way to get out of a buyout. You should not have done that. I uh, really feel terrible for that woman, and I read that phenomenal reporting, by I, the way, in that in that thing. I think it was the Detroit Free Press. Why, well, the, why the detailed reporting. That they, I need to have him read it. Why now? Well, and that is a real thing. Like, don't let him coach two games then. I just don't think – I don't know. I thought that was weird. My spidey sense went up, too. Yeah. It really did. Maybe I, I don't want to be conspiracy. Why about. are we – like, we've just been around the block too many times. They won both those games. We all love the we all love the hot dogs, right? They're delicious. You don't know but they're you made. Don't want to know how it's made. There is zero see up. There is zero games between ranked teams this week. But that kind of sucks that it's the one week we have to sit at home. Mm-hmm. 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 I'll be at a wedding. I've said that. 11 a.m. for Iowa State, by the way. Bulls planning. ESPN U. All the good games are at 11 too. On the U. Penn so, State, Illinois. Yeah, this week's going to suck. It's going to be a weird week. Iowa State better beat Ohio. Yeah, it's cool, man. You know, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. better beat Ohio. I feel good about it. He's Brent Bloom. We'll be back on Wednesday. Hang in there, everybody. The Williams Bloom Wednesday podcast. No Title Nine this week. This is their week off. Jeff Woody and... Grant Mahoney, they've been trying to get like a enemy uh, lines type deal. I wonder if they had, was Mahoney didn't play with Philip Bates at all, did he? Mm. No, well, that was mm. Shaggy. That that was before Mahoney's time. Before Mahoney, just barely. Bo Blankenship. Bo Blankenship. <laughs> there he, yeah, there's, there's like two. A lot of Iowa picks. State size. Like, yeah, two. We found two. That'll and Noah Wolf. Noah Wolf. Voice of Iowa State women's basketball. He's an Ohio, He's an Ohio grad. grad. He's going back to He's produce a, the game. It He's is. a bobcat. All Have right. you ever been to Athens, Ohio? No. What do you think the population of Athens, Ohio is? 
Is this like my version of guess the points? Yeah. We could do this every week. What do you think the population you, of Morgantown? What do you think the industry in Athens, Ohio is? What is Ames's population? Ames is, is around 65 now. So Athens, Ohio has got to be like 35. Pretty good guess. 23.8. Wow. So this, the school is the main driver. So anytime like something weird happens this week, we're just going to say, try that in a small town. Try that. <laughs> Southeast Ohio, baby. Not near, not near Toledo. Other side of the state. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll have full coverage for you all week long here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Cheers.